0: It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Brazil's players. Hello
1: and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we will be looking at Brazil's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Yes, and uh, this preamble is going to be the same for every
0: media cast we do in the player series. So those familiar with it can comfortably jump ahead to around uh, three and a half or four minutes to when we begin talking about the team. And the times for each section are near the bottom or actually at the top of the show notes now. And for YouTube watchers, those include a timestamp as well as little bars on the bottom of the video that you can click on to go directly to that
1: point. For those looking for a quick version of this, you can skip to near the end of the media cast, the last 10 minutes, where we summarize the likely starters. Just prior to that, with about 25 minutes remaining, we'll have some discussion on the squad, the main issues with the squad, their club affiliations, some stats and an overview of new, injured and outgoing players. We'll also be editing this media cast into a shorter version uh, for those who are just looking for an overview. Right, and for those
0: looking for a deeper dive, you've come to the right place. Uh, We go through the players and how likely each one is to make it to the final squad. And we explain why we think so and give information on each player's history and standing with the squad. And the way we do this is by first organizing the players into their designated position. And uh, we always note that these are a bit artificial since players don't always play uh, in their coded position. Uh, But nevertheless, we find it a good way
1: to organize the discussion. Then we go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our files and using that data, try to predict how likely the player is to make the team based mostly on their recent participation. We categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely and seems to be off the squad. We also mention big players who have recently retired and make note of any who are currently injured. We finish by a quick run-through of the squad again and try to determine which players will be starters.
0: Right, and for those following on YouTube, we run a very simple graphic where we list the names so you can actually see the players' names in writing. And uh, this is the same broadcast for the audio podcast, so we're going to try to repeat the names a few times to help listeners familiarize themselves uh, with the players' names. So that when a player steps onto the field, you have a sense of who he is and perhaps can even impress your friends by
1: telling them some details that you learned here. So that's as much as we can do at this point. But as the rosters are being published, we will do an update episode on teams and players. For the players, that will essentially uh, be going over our predictions, updating them based on the game's played to that point and revealing which players were selected. So keep your eye out for those, uh, probably in mid November. All right. Well,
0: on with the podcast uh, or on with the media cast about Brazil, and we're going to start with some takeaways from previous podcasts. Uh, for Brazil, we did do a preview for the 2021 Copa America, and also for this World Cup, we've done uh, we've done the group group F. Is it group F or G? Group G. Uh We've done the team podcast for Group G, and there's also a shortened version of that. Uh, and here's what we took away from it. Do you want to lead us through the headlines, Connor? Yeah, so the first is slump. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to take these up at the end. But um, basically, in those podcasts, we suggested that by Brazil standards, uh, they're in a slump. Uh, Right now and uh, a bit of an arguable point there, but we'll take it up at the end. What's next?
1: Um, Next we'll
0: talk about uh, more sober and less antics. Yeah, we're gonna just tantalize you with that headline rather than talk about it here And uh, we have a third
1: one and the third one is a notable uh, lack of issues
0: Yeah, perhaps the most notable issue with Brazil is the lack of issues Again, we'll uh, tease you with that and come back to it uh, after we do the player-by-player section of the podcast. But now let's move on to uh, formations for recent games. So basically, uh, Brazil um, uh, were involved in the Copa America in 2021, in the summer of 2021. After that, they finished their huge qualifying group uh, for World Cup qualifying with, um, I think it was uh, uh, 12 games there. And following that, they had a couple of friendlies. So uh, let's take a look at the formations they had in there, starting with the World Cup. Do you wanna talk us through that, Connor? Oh, sorry, yeah, the Copa America, I should say, in 2021.
1: Yeah, so Brazil used a few different formations in the Copa America, um, all featuring four at the back. Um, sometimes they went four-three-three as they did in their opening game, Then they switched to a 4-4-2, and they also used a 4-2-3-1 in the tournament. So a couple different formations uh, in the Copa America.
0: Yeah, and that's right. And then in the final, they returned to the uh, 4-4-2 against Argentina. And uh, let's take a look at their 12 games of World Cup qualifying.
1: Yeah, and the same three formations are used again. Um, So that's 4-4-2. 4-2-3-1, and 4-3-3, so all of them were used at least twice um, over the course of their 12 qualifying games.
0: Yeah, the 4-3-3, a bit less than the other 2's, do you think?
1: Yeah, the 4-4-2 and 4-2-3-1 were the most common. That's right, and uh, they had 4 friendly games um, uh, in June. Yeah, and each, uh, each game used a different formation, actually. Um, the one consistency was four at the back, as we've seen throughout, but they use a four-four-two, a four-two-two-two, a four-three-three, and a four-two-three-one. So really varying the numbers of midfields and midfielders and strikers. Yeah, that four two two is fairly
0: similar to a four-four-two. Uh, so uh, among those, Connor, would you see a favored formation for them?
1: Um, the four-four-two and four two three one have actually um looks like being used the same amount of times um so yeah yeah, difficult to uh to say it seems like they they start out with a 442 um in qualifying in cope america and even in their friendlies and then kind of switch after so maybe the 442 slightly preferred yeah and
0: as we said before the 433 uh used a bit less regularly Than those others. So uh, when we're going through the team, then uh, keep in mind we'll usually, uh, well, we'll always be talking about two central defenders and two wide defenders. Uh, The midfield uh, could be anything, uh, could be anything. And then uh, up top also, uh, usually one or two forwards, but on occasion, a three man forward line there. So let's move on to the squad and talking about the uh, player-by-player. So we have uh, manager Tite uh, leading them through the tournament, and he has been the manager of Brazil since uh, 2016. So he took them through the uh, 2018 um, World Cup and the 2019 Copa America and the recent 2021 Copa America. Do you want to tell us a little bit about him?
1: Yeah, so he um, he played professionally in Brazil um, in the 70s and 80s, but he actually never played for the Brazil national team. Um, and then for his coaching career, he has a long coaching career um, in Brazil, um, managing a host of clubs, but um, most notably Corinthians. Um, that's where he came from to the Brazil national team and he's managed Corinthians actually a couple different times.
0: Yeah, just uh, a couple of times uh, outside of uh, Brazil in the UAE. But other than that, uh, he didn't go abroad. Okay, well, let's move on to goalkeepers. And we do this by first of all, listing uh, the names of players, uh, the candidates, and then we'll talk about them. and then we'll finish with kind of a review or a summary of the position. So, uh, do you want to give us the names, Connor?
1: Yeah, so um, in our definite category, we have uh, Allison um, or Allison Becker and uh, we- uh, Weverton. Um, in our uh, likely uh, category, we have Ederson. In our possible category, we have Everson, as well as Santos. And then in possible but unlikely, we have uh, Gabriel Grando.
0: All right, now let's go back and look at those players. So uh, first of all, we'll just give their recent uh, um, participation so as to justify why we've uh, categorized them the way we did. So. Uh, Alisson uh, started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America and he's been on the bench for three games and uh, just two games that he wasn't selected for.
1: Yeah, Alisson um, has been with Brazil since 2015 and has 57 caps um, in that time. Um, he uh, is with Liverpool currently, he's been there since 2018, uh, moving over from Roma um, and was with Internacional in Brazil before that right and in 2018 i saw uh, a
0: becker on the back of his shirt but i think recently with liverpool it's been allison on the back of the shirt do you have any insight into that
1: it might i'm not sure it might actually be a becker he might still be using that
0: Oh, okay well we'll have to keep an eye out for that uh allison's first tournament was the 2016 copa america centenario and he was a starter in that uh, and also a starter in the world cup Uh, 2018 he started and finished all five games as well as in the 2019 Copa America. Uh, However in uh, the 2021 Copa America it seemed more to be sharing the position uh, along with Edison and even third string keeper Weverton played one of the games and that's what they seem to be doing now is kind of uh, sharing excuse me sharing the position. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that at the end of the goalkeeper section. But let's move on to Weverton. So we have him as a definite candidate also. He just started one of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America. Uh, but he was on the bench for seven others, just three games that he wasn't selected for.
1: Yeah, he plays uh, domestically in Brazil with Palmeiras. Um, he's moved around. He's been with a couple clubs. Um He's a little bit uh older, um, thirty-five years old, um, and only eight caps for Brazil. So never really been a starting uh goalkeeper, but um yeah, has been around the squad recently.
0: Yeah, and on that note, we should say that our categorization is for them making the squad rather than being a starter on the squad. I do uh wonder if we've overrated him a bit here, Connor. Maybe if we should move him down to lightly with one start and seven appearances um you think we should move him down yeah i'd be comfortable moving him to likely um okay let's do that because i think uh i think he is the third string keeper but uh uh he wasn't selected three times there anyway let's take a look at his tournament history uh he was um not selected for the world cup 2018 or the 2019, despite being on the squad since 2017. However, in uh, the 2021 Copa America, he was selected. And uh, as we said, appeared in one game that was in game three, uh, which he started and finished. Uh, by the way, there were four group stage games there. I don't think that was a B team game uh, that he started in rather kind of a rotation of the position. All right, let's move on to Edison and uh, fans may be wondering why we have him just as a likely candidate. Uh, In fact, since the 2021 Copa America, he started only two of their 13 games and he was on the bench for five. So uh, six games that he wasn't selected for including the last four matches.
1: Yeah, I guess that does bring his participation into doubt um, a little bit. Um, He is with Manchester City in England um, so Ederson and Allison often facing each other um, in that in that race for the title in, in the Premier League. Um, prior to that, he was with Benfica um, in Portugal. Uh, he currently has 18 caps, um, having joined the national team in 2017.
0: Yeah, he was with uh, Benfica's youth club uh, as well, and moved over from uh, Brazil. Uh, in around 2009. In terms of tournament participation, uh, he was actually selected for the squad uh, for the 2016 Copa America Centenario, but he was uh, injured and replaced for that squad. So his first tournament was the World Cup in 2018. And for that and for the 2019 Copa America, he was the backup keeper and didn't see any action. But as we said, he kind of rotated uh in games in the 2021 Copa America playing two of the games uh their um games two and two and five I think it was all right well moving on to the less likely candidates we have Everson that's with a V uh E V uh, at the beginning and Everson uh, got his first appearance on the bench in September 2021 so that was right after the gold cup and uh, he didn't start any of their 13 games but he was on the bench for four uh, four games uh, but not selected for nine others including the last
1: two matches. Yeah he plays domestically in Brazil with Athletic Mineiro um, and he's 32 years old has yet to have a full cap uh, for Brazil Everson.
0: Yeah, that's right. And he hasn't been involved in any tournaments uh, either. So just uh, just new on the, on, the, on the scene despite being 32 years old. The second candidate uh, at the possible level is Santos. And he didn't start any of their games since the 2021 Copa America, but he was on the bench for three of them.
1: Yeah, um, he's also 32 years old and also has uh, zero caps. Um, Santos currently plays in Brazil as well with Athletico uh, Paranasi, and he's been there since 2010.
0: Yeah, for his whole career, including his youth career. Um, well, for the 2021 Copa America, uh, he wasn't on the squad, but instead he was selected for the uh, 2020 Olympic team that was also played in the summer of 2021. So uh, no tournaments for him. And finally, we have a possible but unlikely candidate in Gabriel Grando. And he uh, um, got his first appearance on the bench in November 2021. Didn't play any games, but was on the bench for two games there. Uh, Not selected, though, for the last six matches. So it looks like he kind of
1: came in and out uh, quickly. Yeah, and he is young. He's just uh, 22 years old. Um, No caps, but uh, possibly some in the future. We'll see. Yeah, he plays for Gremio
0: in Brazil and and possibly, as you say, a a future candidate. Okay, well, let's summarize the position. And uh, uh, we have Allison, Edison, and Everton, uh, who all shared uh, starting keeper duties in the the, uh, Copa America there. Uh, but it was Allison uh, for the round of 16, and then Edison played the last three games of the Copa America. So from that uh, perspective, it looked like Edison was the starting keeper. Uh, but actually, Weatherton started the first two World Cup qualification games, and then it was Allison for most of the games, uh, Edison also getting two. Uh, and Allison also played most of the friendlies. Weberton started the first one there, and Allison got the next three. So all in all, it was uh, uh, I think Allison uh, predom- I would predominantly too strong a word. I'd say about three fifths of the uh, time, uh, Allison was the starting keeper.
1: Yeah, interesting to see such rotation at goalkeepers, especially at the level of Brazil. Usually doesn't happen that much teams prefer to uh have have a goalkeeper get them to know the defense that sort of thing but they have three good candidates at least so um yeah a bit of an unusual choice do you agree
0: yeah uh, well i do agree i mean it was interesting as we went through previous tournaments because they did seem to to have one uh one steady keeper that they selected to start and finish all the games uh but uh having prepared this um uh for brazil I th- uh, we're going to see that in in all the positions, really. That uh, rather than going with one candidate in each position, they seem to have gone with a philosophy of rotating a couple of players. um Maybe that's something worth talking about at the end. Okay, so we move on uh, to central defenders, and uh, if you
1: want to take us through the candidates there, sure. So we actually have only identified. Um, one definite candidate in our central defender category and that's Marquinhos. Um, In likely we have Eder Militao, as well as Tiago Silva. In possible candidates, we have uh, Lucas Verissimo um, and Gabriel. And then in possible but unlikely, uh, we have two more, we have Felipe And Leo Ortiz. And then finally, um, it seems to be off the squad, we have uh, Joao Miranda. Uh, Yeah, seems to be off the squad. He uh, may be retired, actually. He's 38
0: years old. So uh, I think I'll put him in the retired category there. And uh, let's go back and go through these players uh, one by one. Uh, Some veterans here. Marquinhos uh despite oh he's not as old as some of the others on the squad he got uh started 10 of their 13 games since the 2021 cope america and he was on the bench for two
1: besides yeah um he, he's not as old um, as some others as you mentioned he's just 28 years old but has amassed 71 caps in that time um he currently plays for french giants psg um where he's been since 2013 um having sit with roma before that and Corinthians uh, before that as well.
0: Yeah, I think uh, his name is so familiar to me that I thought he was um, uh, older than, than he actually is. His first uh, uh, cap for Brazil was in 2013 and his first tournament was the 2015 Copa America. And uh, he didn't uh, uh, start in that tournament or actually in the World Cup. Uh, he did in the 2016 Copa America. Um, But after the 2018 World Cup, he was a starter in the 2019 and 2021 uh, Copa America, actually named to the team of the tournament there uh, in 2021. So he seems to get better with age. Uh, Okay, let's move on to Eder Militao. And uh, he started seven of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America and uh, on the bench for three. And not
1: selected for three others. Yeah, he's 24 years old, and he's currently with Real Madrid. Um, his path there began at Sao Paulo, and then uh, was through Porto. But he's been with Real Madrid since 2019, um, and he has 23 caps uh, for the national side, uh, all coming since 2018. Yeah, 2018,
0: uh, his first cap, and he was around for the 2019 Copa America, but was just a substitute there, Uh, subbed into game six uh, 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 with uh, 13 minutes left, so uh, didn't see much action in that tournament. In the 2021 Copa America, he started and finished games one and two, uh, but then lost his starting position uh, and appeared only in in game four. It was game four that was their B-team game, uh you know where they tried out some of their lesser used players and he scored a goal in that tournament too okay let's move on to uh thiago silver and um he really is a veteran in every sense of the word he started seven of their 13 games since the 2021 copa america and he was subbed in for one and on the bench for two however he
1: wasn't selected for the last two matches yeah the thirty eight year old uh currently plays with Chelsea um having spent eight years prior to that at, at p s g um hundred nine caps uh for thiago Silva, which is staggering um he's certainly in a team like brazil um, and seven goals which isn't that bad for a central defender either yeah i uh, i'm not sure if
0: he's uh, currently the captain that's been a bit on and on and off. i know there was a bit of conflict uh between him and the previous manager. Uh, over that Um, uh, he's been around for a long time he was on the squad for the 2010 World Cup uh, but he didn't see any action in that tournament uh, but was basically a starter uh, in every tournament since uh, including the 2013 Confederations Cup Uh, he was a starter and the captain for the 2014 World Cup and uh, um, was um, Yeah, I won't go into too much detail. Uh, Starter and finish in the World Cup. I'll focus on the World Cups. And in the 2019 Copa America, uh, despite being the captain in 2021, he didn't uh, start the first game, but he did uh, from the second game. And uh, basically resumed a starting position there. So, uh, named to the team of the tournament in the 2018 World Cup and in the 2019 World Cup. I think part of the reason we have him as likely is, is his age, but it looks like uh, that's not really holding him
1: back for this tournament. Connor. Yeah, and I, I just want to go back to the 2014 World Cup, um, the one played at home. Um, of course, memorable for Brazil. By their 7 1 thrashing at the hands of Germany. But uh, Thiago Silva was not present for that game. He was actually suspended. Um, So, not saying he would have stopped all seven goals, but his absence anchoring central defence was certainly felt by Brazil. um, Well, that's
0: an interesting point. Uh, Do you think it
1: wouldn't have happened if he was back there? It's difficult to say, but Brazil looked um, completely disorganized and he was captain at the time. He is such a A strong organizer a strong personality surely it had to have had uh, some effect he played all other games in the world cup except for that one um so i think you can draw some conclusions from that correlation yeah i'm tempted
0: yeah i'm tempted to think that uh, it wouldn't have happened quite that way uh, if he wasn't there Uh, meanwhile i've checked into the captain situation and it seems like it's a rotating position so that seems to be a theme uh, here I know Neymar has had it for a while, but uh, uh, Thiago Silver, uh, for me is the, the kind of the captain of the team. Uh, oh, I uh, did, uh, yeah, we did his bio. Sorry, I was kind of waiting for you to do that. I had just one more detail there, uh, in that when he was playing with Dinamo Moscow, um, he played, um. Uh, in Portugal and in Russia. This was in 2005. He was diagnosed with tuberculosis and that uh, threatened to inj- uh, threatened to uh, end his career, but uh, he overcame that. And it's amazing that he's playing at 38 years old.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, well, we better move on uh, with uh, Lucas Verissimo. And so he is um, uh, a possible candidate and he got his first appearance on the bench in September 21. Uh, So shortly after the September 2021, shortly after the Gold Cup and started two of their remaining games uh, and was on the
1: bench for three others. Yeah, um, just two caps to his name. He's 27 years old and he currently plays his club football in Benfica. Yeah,
0: so uh, uh, we might see him at this World Cup, but uh, uh, given the age of some of our central defenders, uh, we might more likely see him uh, replacing them after they uh, retire. All right, next we have uh, Gabriel, and uh, we have him as a possible candidate. He got his first appearance on the bench in November 2021 and didn't start any of their 13 games, but was on the bench for four However, he wasn't selected for the last four matches.
1: Yeah, Gabriel places uh, club football with Arsenal. Uh, he moved there in 2020 uh, from Lille in France. Um, 25 years old, and like you said, uh, no cap, but he has had a, a decent start to the Premier League season so far.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Um, that doesn't always necessarily... Uh, uh, that's not necessarily enough for Brazil, though it is for most teams. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, at the end kind of hot players uh anyway let's move on to uh philippe um uh in the possible but unlikely category uh philippe returned after a nine month absence in march 2022 uh to start uh didn't start any of the three remaining games uh, but was on the bench for one and then disappeared again was uh, not there for the last two matches
1: Yeah, he's 33 years old. He currently plays for Atletico Madrid um, and was with uh, Porto prior to that uh, moving to Europe from Corinthians in Brazil. Um, He has just two caps to his name, um, both those coming since 2018.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, he didn't participate in any tournament up until the 2021 uh, Copa America. And there he was on the roster Uh, on the bench but just for game one he withdrew injured after game two uh, presumably getting injured in training uh, rather than on the pitch so uh, he does have a tournament under his belt but barely so and he actually was replaced in that tournament by our next candidate Leo Ortiz so Leo Ortiz didn't start any of their 13 games uh, since the 2021 Copa America but he was on the bench for two However, he wasn't selected for uh, 11 of them, so pretty doubtful there.
1: Yeah, he's uh, 25 years old, and he's played his whole career in Brazil, currently uh, with Red Bull Bragantino.
0: Right, and I think actually he's uh, 26 now. Um, yeah, with Red Bull Bragantino. And he, uh, as I said, was in the 2021 Cope America, uh, not selected initially, but uh, coming in. Uh, to replace Philippe there, uh, but didn't see any games uh, anyway. And uh, we'll finish with uh, veteran Jaume uh, Miranda. And um, he returned after more than two year absence uh, in September 2021 and appeared twice on the bench, uh, but then disappeared
1: again after that. Yeah, um, in Europe he's played for Sochaux, Atletico Madrid and Inter Milan. Um, but he's also had spells in China, um, and a couple spells actually with Sao Paulo, um, where he's been since twenty twenty-one. Um, he is up there in age, as you mentioned, um, thirty-eight years old, and uh has amassed fifty-three caps since two thousand nine. Yeah, a lot of players uh return to their to their home country
0: and sometimes even their home club uh, after uh, you know, in their retirement years. Uh, he's been around for a long time, since 2009. Uh, he uh, participated in the Confederations Cup uh, game, but his next tournament after that was the 2015 Copa America. Those were kind of his prime years. Uh, he started and finished in in that tournament uh, and in the 2018 World Cup. But uh, by the 2019 Copa America perhaps he was aging out a bit he just appeared as a substitute there and then wasn't selected for the for the 2021 Copa America so a bit of a surprise that he came back uh, briefly after that but briefly it was okay well that is central defenders uh, the candidates and I'll tell you what's been going on uh, in that position. So we saw in the formations that it's always a four-man back line, so always two central defenders. And really it's been a rotation of uh, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos and Eder Militao. Uh, it was in the Copa America until game four, but uh, it was Thiago Silva and Marquinhos uh, pairing for the last three games of the cup. But the rotation continued with the three into World Cup qualifying. And uh, newcomer Verissimo joined that rotation uh, for two games. But uh, Silva and Marquinhos it was in the friendlies with Militao coming in once. So uh, I'm kind of expecting the rotation to continue in the cup. It seems like Silva and Marquinhos are the main main pairing. Uh, Militao coming in but playing a little bit less and verissimo perhaps joining it but uh uh, i would have expected to see him in the friendlies if he was really becoming part of that rotation okay let's move on to uh left back uh
1: position and if you want to take us through the candidates there sure um we don't have any definites but we do have a likely candidate um in alexandro Um, We have two um, possible candidates, Um, that's Alex Tellez and Diem Arana. And then um, in Possible but Unlikely we have Renan Lodi. Okay. And just to Um, clarify on the graphic, Kev, Alex Sandro we have as a likely candidate. Oh, uh, oh yeah, sorry, thanks,
0: good eye there. Yes, and let's talk about Alexandro. So uh, he started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America, and he was subbed in for one, uh, out with coronavirus for one, and not selected for three others. So we couldn't quite put him as a definite candidate, but he's pretty
1: close. Yeah, the 30-year-old currently plays with Juventus in Italy, having moved there from Porto, um, and he has 37 caps to his name uh, with two goals as well. Okay, and uh, yeah, his first uh, cap was
0: in 2011, but it took until uh, 2019 actually to uh, 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 for him to get his first tournament there. So in 2019, Copa America, he was subbed into game uh, games two and four, and actually gained a starting position for the last couple of games. And uh, also a sub in the 2021 Copa America, but a similar story. Uh, where he gained a starting position uh, for games two and three, but then lost that starting position. So uh, has never actually firmly established himself uh, as a starter, a bit more so over the uh, recent period that we've been talking about. OK, uh, Alex Tallis uh, is a possible candidate. He returned after a 14-month absence in January 2022 to start two of their remaining six games and he was on the bench for four others.
1: Yeah, he's a Manchester United player, um, though currently he's on loan to Sevilla in Spain. Um, he moved to Manchester United from uh, Porto and prior to that was with Galatasaray in Turkey and then Grêmio and Juventude in Brazil
0: yeah so he has uh, eight caps since 2019 Uh, but despite being on the uh, squad since 2019 he wasn't selected for the copa america either in 2019 or 2021 so if he makes this tournament it'll be his first Uh, the next candidate is guillem arana and uh, Guillaume Arana started three of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America. And he was subbed in for one and on the bench for five uh, and not selected for four. So I actually uh, um, might have put him ahead of uh,
1: Alex Tallis here. Yeah, he currently plays in Brazil with Atletico Mineiro, but he actually had uh, three years in Spain uh, with Sevilla from 2018 to 2021. Um, He's 25 years old and has four caps to his name so far.
0: Yeah, I actually think I put him uh, as possible partly because he's a bit of an injury risk, and we'll talk about that at the uh, end, uh, at the end, towards the end of the podcast. Uh, Finally, we have uh, Renan Lodi. So he uh, didn't start any of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America. He was on the bench though for two of them uh but not
1: selected for the last six matches yeah he's um an atletico madrid player but he's been loaned to nottingham forest uh for the start of the 2022 season um, and he moved to atletico madrid from atletico pernacity in brazil yeah that was his youth club too and uh, he's been with the team uh
0: since 2019 uh, i i wasn't paying attention did you mention his caps connor
1: no, I'll mention it now, though. Uh, 16 caps uh, at just 24 years old. Okay, sorry, I should be more focused. Uh, his
0: first tournament was the 2021 Copa America, and he was a starter in that tournament. Uh, started game one, uh, then missed a couple of games, but did start the last four games uh, there. So it's a bit of a surprise to see him off the squad, given that he kind of nailed down a, 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 a starting spot there. Uh, He got two yellow cars, I'm just checking to see if he was uh, suspended, Uh, no, he avoided suspension, got two yellow cars, and uh, was injured for, um, I think, uh, during the tournament um, there, so uh, Ren and Lodi now looking like he's uh, unlikely to make the squad uh okay well let us uh review the position so it was ren and Lodi for most of the games in the uh, copa america but alexandro uh, did start games two and three there and it was alexandro um for most of the world cup qualifying games but um Arana came in twice and alex tellers came in twice and um uh those those times that those players replaced alexandro were in the last three games or three of the times were the last three games when they had already uh, secured passage so perhaps they were willing to experiment with the lineup a little bit more uh, towards the end of world cup qualifying and those three players alexandro arana and talus uh, also shared, uh, shared the position in the friendly, actually Alex Telles, getting the last two games there. So uh, the position seems to be a bit up for grabs here. And we'll move on to right backs. And
1: uh, you're going to take us through the candidates. Yeah, so we have two in our uh, likely category. Um, that's Danilo and Danny Alves and then um, impossible. we have Emerson Royale right. and that's
0: it. Okay well we'll start with um, Danilo and uh, he started seven of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America and he was on the bench for two uh, but not selected for four including
1: the last two matches. Yeah, Danilo plays with Juventus in Italy, where he's been since 2019, Um, moving from Manchester City, before that Real Madrid, and then Porto and Santos in Brazil, so just a huge list of uh, clubs. Um, He's 30 years old and has 46 caps uh, for the national team.
0: Yeah, a pretty good resume. Well, his first cap was in 2011 but, uh, the first tournament was the 2015 Copa America. And, uh, he was actually selected for the final squad there, but, uh, injured before the tournament and replaced by Danny Alves, who we'll be looking at next. Uh, he was a starter in the 2018 world cup too, but then, uh, suffered a thigh injury in training, uh, there, so um and wasn't part of the 2019 copa america squad so really the first tournament he uh, fully participated in was the 2021 copa america 10 years after his first cap and there he started all seven games uh except for uh the b team game there uh okay let's move on to danny alves and um he returned after an almost two year absence in September, 2021 to start five of their remaining 13 games. And
1: he was subbed in for one and on the bench for two. Yeah, Danny Alves also has um, an, an incredible resume. He was at Barcelona for, for eight years, from 2008 to 16, part of that great Barcelona team, then moved to Juventus, PSG, Sao Paulo, back to barcelona and now he plays for uh, unam pumas in mexico um he's 39 years old um and has 123 caps, wow. so he's kind of been there and done it all for brazil yeah yeah i was uh just
0: UNAM Puna seems like a bit of an odd choice for a player with that resume uh anyway the copa america 2007 was his uh, first tournament he was uh um a sub in that tournament except for game three and uh and basically has participated in every tournament uh uh since then um including the 2010 world cup where he was a sub but gained a starting position uh from game three onwards uh in the 2013 confederations cup he was named to the team of the tournament uh for the 2014 world cup Uh, He started and finished uh, games one to four, but then lost his position for the uh, final round games and um, nevertheless came back in 2015 uh, as a starter in the Copa America. But he did miss the 2018 World Cup uh, due to a knee injury and uh, that was considered a big loss there to Brazil. For the 2019 Copa America, uh, I have him listed as the captain and uh, he was the uh, Golden Ball award winner for best player of the tournament uh, for the 2019 Copa America. Uh, however, he wasn't selected for the 2021 Copa America. Instead, he played in the Olympics as an overage player and was the captain of that team. Phew, that's a lot
1: to go through, Connor. Yeah, wow. Well, real 39. Whether he has one more tournament in him or not yeah well it looks like uh it looks like he
0: will but he and and uh, a few other players look like uh, they'll probably retire after this world cup uh which may give room for players like emerson royal here who is our possible candidate uh he just started one of their 13 games so couldn't uh, couldn't get in ahead of Alves and danilo there um and he subbed in for two and was on the bench for three uh however he wasn't selected for uh any of the last five matches
1: yeah the 23 year old um plays with tottenham um in the uk uh was he's been there since 2021 but uh, moved actually from barcelona um though he had um a couple of loan spells uh, in his time there Uh, Yeah, so he's been with the team since 2019
0: and has seven caps, and his first tournament was the 2021 Copa America. There he only started uh, the B-team game, game four. And uh, so, yeah, a bit of trouble uh, actually getting onto the field, but perhaps
1: uh, one for the future. Uh, Do you think they'll bring him to the cup? Um, I guess it's probably him or um, Danny Alves in terms of probably that right back cover um for Danilo um potentially so um tough to say if, if they go with the more experienced Alba then he might just be on the outside looking in
0: yeah I say uh positions like this they they sometimes bring three players but you know they can't bring three players uh, to cover each position so um I, I wouldn't be surprised if this position just has two of them but um It'll be interesting to see what they do there. As far as the position goes, it was uh, Danilo in the cup. Um, uh, Danilo played the position in the cup and in World Cup qualifying, uh, by the way, sorry, Emerson did uh, play one game in the cup and in World Cup qualifying, Emerson replaced Danilo twice. And uh, Danny Alves came in twice near the end and continued into friendlies playing two of those. Uh, then it was actually the central defender, uh, Eder Militao, for one of the games and Danilo came back to play the last game. So uh, Emerson is kind of showing up here and there, but um, it does seem like Danilo and Alves are the main picks there. Okay, well, we uh, don't have any general defenders to talk about. We saw Militao uh, moves around a lot but or, or moves around a little. But uh, other players tend to stick to their positions. So we move on to uh, midfielders and we begin with defensive midfielders.
1: Yeah, we have a couple candidates here. Um, in the definite category, we have Casemiro. Um, and then in the possible category, we have Fabinho. All right. Uh, sorry,
0: in the, uh, in the yeah, likely. Sorry, likely category.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so just two defensive midfielders to talk about. But we are going to combine this position with uh, central midfielders because there's quite a, a lot of overlap there. But let's talk about uh, Casemiro. And he started seven of their 13 games since the 2021 Cope America. He was on the bench for two, uh, but he was actually out with an infection for three games. So just one game that he wasn't selected for,
1: which is why we have him as a definite. Yeah, Casimiro started with Sao Paulo in Brazil um, and then moved to Real Madrid where he spent um, 10 productive years um, and just this summer moved to Manchester United in England. Um, he's uh, 29 years old and has 65 caps to his name. Yeah, and I think uh, at a, a couple
0: of points or maybe just one point, he's been the captain. Again, it's a rotating position. Uh, but uh, in terms of tournaments, His first one was a 2015 Copa America, where he was on the bench and saw no action, Uh, but he started uh, participating in tournaments. And in the 2018 World Cup, uh, he started all five games except for one game where he was suspended, having picked up two yellow cards. Uh, Pretty bad tackles, actually. So... Uh, Two bad tackles getting him those yellow cards. And uh, for the 2019 uh, and 2021 Copa America, uh, he was a starter there uh, in the central midfield. Uh, All right. And actually named to the team of the tournament there in uh, 2021. He scored a a late winning goal uh, against Colombia. Let's move on to talk about Fabinho. Fabinho. And uh, he started six of their 13 games for the 2021 Copa America. He subbed in for four and uh, three matches that he
1: was selected for. Yeah, Fabinho has been a Liverpool player since 2018, moving there from French side Monaco. Uh, He's 28 years old and has 28 caps for Brazil, all coming since 2015.
0: Yeah, I mean, despite that uh, pretty impressive resume, he has had trouble kind of making his way onto the team. So um, his first cap was in 2015, and he was on the roster for the 2015 Copa America, uh, but didn't see any action in that tournament or in the next one in 2016, the Centenario edition, and wasn't even selected for the 2018 World Cup or uh, the 2019 Copa America but uh, came back for the 2021 Copa America and again wasn't a starter uh, in that tournament he did start and finish two games um, including uh, the B team game there but uh, a bit tough to break into that position hey Mm -hmm. okay well before we summarize that position we'll move on to players coded as central midfielders
1: and who do we have there Yes, we have one definite candidate in Fred. Um, we have none in the likely, but a couple of possibles. Um, that's Jerson um, and uh, Bruno Gimerich. Um In the possible but unlikely, we have um, Arthur Mello and Edda Nielsen. And then it seems to be off the squad, we have Douglas Louise. All right, All right. well, let's
0: go back to Fred. And um, I can't believe he just gets away with that, Monica. I gotta say, it's really hard to search him on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) He started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America, and he was on the bench for three, and uh, not selected for two matches, but
1: those were the first two matches after the uh, Copa America. Yeah, and Fred has been with Manchester United since 2018, uh, moving from Shakhtar Donetsk, actually, in Ukraine, where he spent five years uh, having come over from Internacional in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fred is 28 years old and has 28 caps, so similar stats to Fabinho. Okay, and he's been
0: with the team since 2014. He didn't make the 2014 World Cup, Uh But uh, And actually didn't make the 2015 Copa America uh, either. He was on the preliminary squad and didn't make the final cut. However, uh, he was called in to replace an injured player there, uh, but still struggled to make the squad, not selected for the 2016 Copa America. And for the World Cup in 2018, uh, he was just on the bench uh, for that one. Um didn't make the 2019 Copa America either. So really the first tournament uh, he was a full participant in was the 2021 Copa America. There he started and finished all seven games except for that B team game, uh, game four there. Next we have uh, Gerson. Uh, we have him as a possible candidate. He got his first cap in September, 2021 and started two of their remaining 13 games. Uh, and was subbed in for two and on the bench for five. However, he was not selected for the last four matches.
1: Yeah, uh, Gerson plays with Marseille in France where he's been since 2021, moving from Flamengo in Brazil. Um, and yeah, 25 years old and just four caps to his name so far.
0: Yeah, so he was actually with uh, Roma, so it's kind of jumping back and forth from uh, Europe to Brazil there, but he doesn't have any uh, tournaments under his belt. And uh, next we have uh, Bruno Gumaresh, and he returned after a 10 month absence in September uh, 2021 to start two of their remaining 13 games, uh, additionally subbing in for five and appearing on the bench for one, um, but not selected for five of those matches.
1: Yeah, um, Bruno Gumaresh is is currently making his name at Newcastle in England. He moved there from Lyon, Um, and was with Atletico Paranasi in Brazil prior to that. Um, 25 years old, uh, eight caps and one goal uh, so far. Yeah, that first
0: cap was in 2020. And he is uh, making a good impression there with uh, Newcastle. But as I said, for a player uh, before, that doesn't necessarily uh, help their cause for becoming a starter on the squad, as we'll see later. Uh, He doesn't have any tournaments under his belt either. Uh, so we can move on to Arthur Mello, a possible but unlikely character. Uh, sorry, uh, par- <laughs> uh, possible but unlikely candidate. And he returned after a 16 month absence in March 2022 uh, and didn't start any of their remaining four games, but was subbed in for one and on the bench for one. Uh, however, he left as quickly as he came and wasn't selected for the last two
1: matches. Yeah, Arthur's twenty six years old, and he's played for some some big clubs, uh, Grêmio in Brazil, and then Barcelona and Juventus, um, and actually was loaned to Liverpool um, for the start of this season. Um, right. Yeah, and uh, twenty two caps so f- so far for uh, Arthur Mello.
0: That's right. And the first one was in 2018. Uh, he wasn't selected for the 2018 World Cup, but he was for the 2019 Copa America. And there he was on the bench for game one, but uh, gained a starting position for the remaining five games there and uh, was named to the team of the tournament. So, a pretty good impression in his first tournament, but that wasn't uh, good enough to get him selected for the 2021 Copa America. Um, uh yeah so uh kind of disappeared after that Copa america and came back recently uh yes. Ed, yeah uh, Eden nielsen um is uh the next candidate and he is also possible but unlikely and he got his first appearance on the bench in september 2021 so right after the uh, Copa America there and didn't start any of the 13 games but was subbed in for two and on the bench for four, uh, but not selected for seven others, including
1: the last six matches. Yeah, you may think this is a, a young player breaking in, but in fact, Eden Nielsen is 32 years old, um, and those two caps are the only two he has, uh, as you mentioned, and he currently plays in Brazil with Internacional. Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay, and uh, our final uh, name is Douglas Luis. And uh, we have him as seemingly off the squad. He didn't start any of their games since the 2021 Copa America, uh, which he was involved in, and we'll get to that soon. Uh, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one. However, he wasn't selected for any of the last eight matches.
1: Yeah, not, tell, not looking like a good sign there for Douglas Louise. Um, he's 24 years old, has nine caps. Um, he was with Manchester City uh, for several years, but um, moved to Aston Villa in 2019.
0: Yeah, and 2019 was his first cap, and he was selected for the 2021 Copa America. Uh, he was a substitute there. Um, the only action he saw was in uh, that B team game, game four, and he was even subbed out of that after 63 minutes. But um, uh uh, yeah, he was subbed in for one other game right at the end. Um, and that's it for Douglas Louis. So we don't expect to see him at the Cup unless, uh, um, unless he were really to pick things up for Aston Villa. And now that we've covered uh, defensive and central midfielders, we can talk about the position. Uh, so usually in the center of the midfield there, it's uh, usually one player, but sometimes it's a pairing. So in the cup, uh, it was Casemiro when it was just one player, and uh, Casemiro and Fred when it was two. Uh, Fabinho and Douglas Luiz also made appearances uh, in the cup. And really, it was a rotation of these four players, uh, Casemiro, Fred, Fabinho, and Douglas Luiz in World Cup qualifying. However, Douglas Luiz only started two games there. And then Gerson uh, appeared twice uh, near the beginning of World Cup qualifying. And uh, Fred and Casemiro were the pairing in three of the four friendlies with Casemiro alone in the other. So uh, it looks like Fred and Casemiro are the main candidates there. Okay, well let's move on to uh, left midfielders. And uh, actually, we don't have any candidates uh, coded as a left midfielder. So we're going to use this little gap to introduce uh, a player who I've uh, repositioned as a versatile midfielder. Uh, in fact, it's, it's uh, Lucas, uh, Paqueta, uh, Lucas Paqueta. Lucas Paqueta. Uh, Who is coded as an attacking midfielder, but I've kind of changed him to a versatile midfielder because in the period we're talking about, he's kind of played uh, all over the field. I think he even played as a forward uh, once and um, we'll deal with him here. Uh, We're going to see him kind of popping up in in all of the positions we'll be talking about. Uh, Lucas Paqueta... Uh, wherever he started, he started 12 of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America and uh, not selected for one other. Uh, that makes him the, the the player who started the most games during this period.
1: Yeah, very interesting. And especially as a versatile midfielder, it seems like they, they try and find a spot for him on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas Paqueta uh, moved to West Ham in the summer uh, from Lyon. He also previously had time with ac milan and flamengo um he's 25 years old and already 35 caps uh seven goals so a pretty good return uh for lucas Paqueta.
0: yeah 35 caps since uh, 2018 which was his first year uh he wasn't part of the world cup squad but uh he was part of the 2019 copa america however he was only a, a bench player there um and only appeared briefly even in uh oh appeared briefly uh coming in at 83 minutes into game four there for the 2021 cope america though he was a starter well he started games uh one four six and seven so a starter about half the time maybe they were uh, starting to employ their rotation system uh, during that cup and uh, he scored two goals in that um in that tournament and um now seems very firmly established on the squad So versatile midfielder, uh, Lucas Paquetta. I'll just go back and talk about the left midfielder position in general. So if you imagine the three formations that we talked about, uh, the only time there's kind of a left midfielder is in the 4-3-3 formation, which they only used four times. And um, it was central midfielder Fred moving over. Uh, And then uh, a few more attacking players stepping into the position. So uh, attacking midfielders uh, Coutinho and Paqueta. And uh, strangely, uh, Neymar actually played as a left midfielder in one of the four times. So four different players every time they use that formation. Uh, Let's move on to right midfielders. And we have a couple of candidates there.
1: Yeah, we have uh, Everton Ribeiro. Um, that we have him as just uh, uh, possible but unlikely. Um, And then we also have uh, Willian.
0: Uh, Yeah, Willian. And we're putting Willian in the uh, retired uh, category here, even though he's still playing at the club level. And we'll tell you why we we put him there. But we'll begin with Everton Ribeiro. Uh, Not to be confused with um, uh, Everton, who we'll meet uh, soon. Uh, Everton Ribeiro started two of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America. He was subbed in for three and on the bench for two, uh, but not selected for six matches, including the last four matches.
1: Yeah, the 33-year-old has spent his uh, entire playing career in Brazil, except for um, two seasons with Al Ali in the United Arab Emirates. I'm currently with Flamengo. Um, He's 33 years old and has uh, 22 caps. Uh, coming since
0: 2014 yeah so uh, a bit late in joining the squad uh, I think he was around 23 when he got his first cap which for uh, it's well not too late but uh, his first tournament was in uh, 2015 and that was the 2015 Copa America where he subbed in uh, uh, subbed into a couple of games and actually missed a penalty uh, hitting the post in the shootout against Paraguay uh, he wasn't part of any tournament after that until the 2021 Copa America uh, he was absent from the team for more than five years but returned in 2020 and for the 2021 Copa America he subbed uh, subbed into four games but wasn't a starter uh, in that tournament and um, as we saw kind of has drifted off the team um, uh, since. Uh, When he was on the field, he played a bit more of an attacking role, like uh, a right attacking midfielder or a right winger. Uh, And we'll get to that when we talk about those positions. But we'll talk about William next, who seems to be uh, retired from the team. He uh, played one of their 12 games. uh, Oh, no. um, No, he hasn't. um, He played one of their, their games since the 2019 Copa America, so he's been off
1: the team for uh, quite
0: a while, actually.
1: Yeah, um, he's still playing club football and recently moved to Fulham in England at the start of the summer, um, moving from Corinthians. Um, but he can count uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Anzi, uh, Makachkala and Shakhtar Donetsk among his former teams. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 34 years old um, and has uh, 70 counts with nine goals.
0: Yeah, so I I usually only have players who have played since uh, 2021 here. So uh, uh, he's been off the team for quite a while. But just uh, quickly, he was a substitute in the 2014 uh, World Cup and a starter in the 2018 World Cup, uh, playing most of the tournaments in between. And uh, 2019, Copa America was a substitute, so seemed to be kind of um, uh, coming to the end of his career there. Uh, but uh, still playing at the club level, still a very good player, and um, that's uh, William. So let's summarize the right midfielder position, and it's uh, pretty much the same there as the left midfielder, so just four times the position was used in that 4-3-3 formation, and uh, again, one of the times it was central midfielder Fred playing the position, Uh, but the uh, other three times It was uh, Paqueta. So, again, we'll see Paqueta's name popping up all over the place here. Uh, For the next section, we've kind of, uh, well, we've combined uh, left wingers and left attacking midfielders. So, unlike some teams, the the wingers on Brazil are not defenders who are moving up. uh, Rather, they tend to be kind of attacking midfielder uh, players. So, um, regardless of the formation, it's often the, the same player. Um, whether it's a 4231 or a 442. And uh, we have, um, well, do you want to take us through the candidates here? Yeah, we have a few.
1: Um, in our definite category, we have Vinicius Jr., in uh, Likely to Make the Squad, we have Richarlison. In Possible, we have uh, Gabriel Martinelli. And then, it seems to be off the squad, we have Everton. Okay,
0: so all of those players uh, coded as uh, left wingers, but uh, they also play kind of a left attacking midfielder or even a left forward, uh, depending on the formation. But let's start. Uh, with Vinicius Junior, and he started six of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America, and additionally was subbed into three and on the bench for two.
1: Yeah, the 22-year-old plays with Real Madrid. Um, He moved over from Flamengo in 2018, um, and has, yeah, had a a good impact on Real Madrid since. Um, He has 16 caps and one goal for the Brazilian national team so far.
0: Right, so one of the few uh, kind of young players to to really kind of insert themselves in the squad uh, here. Despite earning his first cap in 2019, uh, he wasn't part of the uh, squad, which was uh, a bit of a surprise given his good performances with Real Madrid. Uh, and even in 2021, he was only a substitute. So it's amazing with Brazil that, you know, some of the top players in the world uh with club teams like real madrid uh can barely make it into the national team so he was a sub in the 2021 copa america but um uh, that's that's as far as he's gotten uh, however he has been starting games uh, recently so inserting himself uh, uh into the squad next we have uh, richarlison And uh, he uh, started only two of their 13 games since the Copa America uh, in 2021 there. And he was subbed in for two and injured for three and not selected for six matches. And uh, normally that that kind of participation would would make me put him as a possible candidate. But I think um, Brazil likes Richarlison and I, I personally would be a bit surprised to not see him at the cup. How about you?
1: Yeah, I agree. He uh, he does well for Brazil. He um, does play a lot of games for them and has a good goal-scoring record. Um, 17 goals and 38 caps um, is certainly not bad. Um, he got his break in England with Watford, moving over from Fluminense in Brazil, and has since then moved uh, from Everton to now Tottenham Hotspur. Um, he's only 25 years old, um, so sure to add to both those uh, those caps and goals in coming years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, his first cap was in 2018. Perhaps that was after the World Cup because he doesn't seem to have been a consideration for that squad, but uh, very popular in in uh, Brazil and was a starter in the 2019 Copa America there. Um, um, he actually got mumps, uh, which is a worrying disease uh, as an adult uh, for games three and four. So he was in quarantine, uh, for games three and four of that tournament. Uh, and he was also a starter in the Copa America. So uh, as you can see by the caps, um, uh, was starting for quite a while during that period. Uh, but recently, uh, oh, he was also on the Olympics team, by the way, uh, in the summer of 2021. I think he was the only Brazilian to play uh, both of those tournaments. And uh, he was their top scorer in that gold medal winning Uh, performance, but those caps would have probably been with the under-23 team, I think. And um, a bit surprising that he hasn't been starting much uh, since then.
1: Anyway, we have
0: uh, next as a possible candidate, Gabriel Martinelli. So he's off to a very hot start uh, in the Premier League this year. He got his first cap in March 2022. And they didn't start any of their remaining four games, but uh, was subbed
1: in for three and on the bench for one other. Yeah, Gabriel Martinelli um, is 21 years old. He moved to Arsenal in 2019 uh, from Ituano, which I don't think is a big club uh, in Brazil by any stretch. Um, And yeah, three caps um, for Brazil yet to score, though, uh, Gabriel Martinelli.
0: Yeah, that might be something to investigate because yeah, Ituano is not really a familiar name to me. Uh, However, at the beginning of his youth career, he was with Corinthians, so it was recognised early on. I'm not really uh, kind of I'm curious what happened there, uh, moving from a big youth club to a smaller one. Okay. We move on to talk about a player who seems to be off the squad. In fact, he last appeared for the national team in 2021 Copa America. And perhaps I should give his name. Uh, It's Everton.
1: Yeah. Everton, um, he's actually not that old, 26 years old. I mean, has 24 caps. So, so certainly not bad. Um, he currently plays for uh, Flamengo in Brazil. Um, He moved back to Brazil from Benfica, where he spent a couple of seasons in Portugal.
0: Yeah, and uh, he had a fabulous tournament in the uh, 2019 Copa America. He was subbed into Games 1 and 2 and then gained a starting position uh, and scored three of their goals, three of their 13 goals. One of them was a really gorgeous run and shot and um, a great tournament and became a fan favorite there and won the Golden Boot Award uh, for the top scorer of the tournament and also named to the team of the tournament. So things were looking good, but by the time 2021 came around, he was uh, just a sub in the uh, Copa America 2021, or I generally look at the first uh, first game to decide that. But in fact, it seems like he was more of a rotating starter uh, starting half of the games there, um, but a bit surprised uh, that he hasn't played since that 2021 Copa
1: America. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, we sometimes talk about the uh, the players um, doing well for their clubs that can't get into Brazil, but equally you have some players who do really, really well and then kind of fall off the map. And um, you know, hopefully for Everton that's not the case. But to go from top goal scorer one Copa America and then kind of spotty participation after that, it is certainly a bit surprising. Yeah, Um,
0: I I wonder, I I think the door is still open for him coming back. As you said, he's not that old and uh, that good performance, but it really does kind of show the level of competitiveness uh, for the Brazil squad. In terms of position, um, uh, Everton mostly uh, plays on the left, but he does pop up in, in various other places having played as a right-winger and even a right-forward one time. Uh, In terms of the position then for left-wingers and left-attacking midfielders, uh, we have Everton and uh, Richarlison kind of taking turns in the Cup and then Neymar playing there once. And um, in World Cup qualifying and in friendlies, uh, Paqueta and Vinicius Jr. uh, kind of took over the position. Uh, and coutinho made one appearance there philip coutinho who will meet soon uh one uh one appearance there in world cup qualifying so a very uh, competitive part of the field okay let's move on to uh, right wingers and right attacking
1: midfielders yes yeah, so we have two um in our category of definite uh to make the squad and that's Anthony um and rafinha And then in a possible um, category, we have Rodrigo. Uh,
0: Possible. Yes. Okay. Well, let's begin with Anthony. Uh, Actually, none of these players have tournament experience. Uh, We have Anthony um, got his first cap in October 2021 and started two of their remaining 11 games, uh, subbing in for two. Uh, However, he was injured for the... uh, Uh, for the last two matches, but I'll dispense with that here. Uh, He has since recovered from his injury and was playing with his uh, club team in early September.
1: Yeah, and that club team is Manchester United. Um, He got a big big money move uh, from Ajax, uh, linking up with manager uh, Eric Ken Hogg. Um, And yeah, a youngster, um, 22 years old, um, but 11 caps and two goals for Brazil, so a pretty good start to his international career yeah, already. Yeah, again,
0: one of the few youngsters to really make inroads into the team. And um, uh, impressive that he's a definite candidate for this cup. Uh, Rafinha, though, is also a definite candidate. He got his first cap in October 2021 and started seven of their remaining 11 games, uh, subbing in for two, and then uh, just two
1: matches he wasn't selected for. Yeah, he's uh, well-traveled, um, started in uh, Brazil, um, but then moved to Portugal, uh, eventually ending up as Sporting Lisbon, then went to Rennes in France, Leeds in England, and now Barcelona in Spain. Um, he has 11 caps and five goals, um, and is 26 years old. Yeah, he scored th-
0: three of their goals in qualifying there, so Rafinha also making uh, good inroads into the squad. Uh, Rodrigo, which is actually uh, spelled with a Y in the middle, uh, returned after a more than two-year absence in February of 2022, Uh, didn't start any of the remaining five games, but was subbed in for two and on the bench for two.
1: Yeah, he's with uh, Real Madrid, uh, moving from Santos in Brazil. Um, Another young player, 21 years old, um, seven caps to his name, all coming since 2019
0: right and it's always a bit difficult to tell when a player kind of uh, shows up uh, right at the end like that and so we'll be keeping a close eye on him in the update podcast to see uh if he looks like he's going to make the squad uh in terms of the position right wingers and right attacking midfielders uh that position was played by a, a wide variety of players in the cup uh, twice by forward uh, gabriel jesus and otherwise by um, Everton Ribeiro and that versatile midfielder Paqueta. and it was the same cast at the beginning of World Cup. A lot of interchanging, but towards the end, uh, Rafinha uh, started to um, uh, uh, got starts there more consistently. And in the last two games, uh, Anthony, um, and then Rafinha came back and uh, and played in the friendly. So. Uh looks like a bit of a competition there between Anthony and Rafinha, both not, uh, uh, new players to to uh, Brazil. Okay, and uh, let's move on to forwards now, and we include attacking midfielders uh, in the forwards. And um, let's go through the candidates first.
1: Yeah, and there's just one who we've coded uh, as an attacking midfielder, and that's uh, Philip Coutinho. Uh, we have in in the likely category,
0: right? Okay. Well, we do have uh, uh, Paqueta also coded as an attacking midfielder, but we changed that to versatile midfielder. So, Connor, are you surprised to see uh, Philip Coutinho as a likely candidate?
1: Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say yeah. I think, um, you know what? I, I actually am going to change. I do think he is a likely candidate. I don't think he's he's definite. Um, you know, with his form in uh with Aston Villa has been very good at times, but it's gone up and down. Um, and you know, there's just so many so much competition for places. You know, he's not at kind of the, the height of his uh career, so that does potentially leave the door open for someone else.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my own sense of it is that he he's kind of um uh drifted off in form ever since leaving Liverpool, but I don't know if I'm if I'm right, uh, in that. He was with Bayern Munich and Barcelona. Uh, I don't think he did that well with them, but do you know?
1: Yeah, he didn't reach the heights he did with Liverpool, that's for sure. Um, he did make a huge money move to Barcelona, and perhaps that price tag kind of hung over his head and and set perhaps unrealistically high expectations.
0: Yeah, Anyway, uh, we'll talk about his club career, but first we'll talk about his recent participation. He actually returned after a 13-month absence, uh, but he was injured for most of that time, uh, returned in November 2021 to start three of their remaining eight games, uh, subbed in for two uh, and on the bench for three. I got to say I asked that question because uh, I was a bit surprised to see him. We've seen how competitive Brazil is, is to get on the field, so a player with uh kind of a decline in form I'm surprised to see him still starting so much for
1: them, yeah, and I guess that's why you know i I kind of went back and forth because he he does play for Brazil quite a bit um he has sixty eight caps and twenty goals, so a pretty good return for a midfield player um he's twenty nine years old, and we talked a bit about his club career um he actually moved to um Or he uh, signed for Liverpool from Inter Milan and then went to um, Bayern Munich, actually, um, on loan from Barcelona, where he helped them win a Champions League, um, but was with Barcelona for for three seasons and then moved to Aston Villa, initially on loan but permanently since the summer.
0: Right. Yeah. And he's been around for a long time. Uh, Despite being just 29 years old, he's been with the team since uh, 2010. So he joined when he was 18. And uh, But his first tournament was in the 2015 Copa America, so quite a while later uh, he subbed in uh, to game two there and earned a starting position and uh, was part of the 2016 Copa America Centenario and the 2018 World Cup where he was a starter. Um, he scored a crucial late winning goal there uh, over Costa Rica in that tournament. And uh, in the 2019 Copa America, uh, he was a starter. Uh, however, he wasn't selected for the for the 2021 uh, Copa America. So, uh, you know, perhaps uh, that was uh, due to his form. But sometimes we do have players who are in better form for their national team than than with their club team. Perhaps that's what happened here.
1: Yeah, definitely curious to see if he'll be on the squad or not. And if he is on the squad, what sort of role he'll have with the team.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, let's look at the position. Uh, Coutinho himself is usually used on the left, so as a left midfielder or a left attacking midfielder. Uh, For the position of central attacking midfielder, uh, it's only actually used in the 4-2-3-1 formation, although we saw they do use that uh, often enough. So uh, in in the Copa America, it was Firmino twice playing in that role, and once again, Paqueta, uh popping up in world cup qualifying neymar played the position twice and Piquetta twice and it was only used in one friendly uh where neymar took up the position and uh speaking of neymar we're moving on to forwards here um and he is our first candidate but can you take us through the candidates
1: yeah so neymar is uh in our definite category um, unsurprisingly Yeah. Um, We don't have anyone else there, but we have two in the likely category. That's uh, Mateus Cunha and Gabriel Jesus. Um, In possible, we have um, Gabriel Barbosa. And then we have two and seems to be off the squad. First is Roberto Firmino, um, which we'll talk about. And then uh, Hulk is the other one. Yeah, that's kind of a blast from
0: the past, uh,
1: Hulk, but
0: uh, we'll see why he's on the list uh, when we get to him. But we'll go back to talk about, uh, obviously, their biggest player, Neymar. And in terms of recent participation, he started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America. uh, And he was out with two separate injuries, actually uh, for three games and suspended for one and not selected for one
1: other. So, uh,
0: not as involved as, uh, as I would expect there.
1: Yeah, I agree. But, um, over the course of his career, he has been very involved for Brazil. Um, he debuted at 18 years old in 2010, um, and has gone on to make 121 appearances scoring 66 goals. So that's wow. more than a goal uh, every other game. Um, Neymar moved to Barcelona from Santos, and uh, then in 2017, moved from Barcelona to PSG, where he's been since.
0: Right, and as you said, he started young. Uh, 2010 was his first cap. He wasn't selected actually for the um, uh, <laughs> for the 2010 World Cup, but there was a petition uh, going around uh, signed by 14,000 Brazilians urging the manager Dunga to uh, to bring him to the cup, but. Uh, they weren't successful until the 2011 Copa America was his first uh, tournament there. And he was part of uh, the Olympic squad in 2012 and um, 2013 Confederation Cup. He was pretty impressive scoring four of their goals um, in that tournament. And the 2014 World Cup, uh, he was uh, a starter there. If you remember, he did get uh, uh, injured um, in game five um a Colombian player kind of kneeing him and, and damaging his back there uh he was part of the 2015 cope america but not for the 2016 cope america instead he was used for the olympics in that tournament i think he would have been one of their overage players for that one uh started and finished all games in the uh world cup 2018 but i i, I made a note that uh probably more um remembered for his antics during that cup uh despite scoring six goals oh, oh those six goals were uh in qualifying uh actually um he scored uh two of their goals in the cup actually uh and wasn't part of the um 2019 cope america injured for that one uh but part of the 2021 uh tournament a name to the team of the tournament there So a huge player for uh, Brazil, of course. He scored eight of their goals uh, in
1: qualifying for this tournament and was their top scorer there too. Yeah, extremely prolific for them. He he brings attention, good and bad, kind of wherever he goes, um, but undoubtedly a valuable member of the uh, the Brazil squad. Yeah. Okay,
0: well, a definite candidate. No surprise there. And uh, Matheus Cunha um is our next candidate we consider him likely uh, he started three of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa america and was subbed in for four and on the bench for one and uh the five games he missed he was out with two separate injuries so when healthy he's been
1: consistently selected yeah he plays for um atletico madrid um and a young player um just 23 years old
0: Yeah, he's been on the team since 2021, but uh, wasn't selected for that tournament, uh, for that Copa America. Rather, he was selected for the uh, Olympic team uh, there. So, uh, again, one of the few young players. I wouldn't say he's made inroads really into the squad, but uh, um, maybe a bit more than most of the young players there. But uh, to really make inroads, he'd have to get ahead of our next candidate, which is Gabriel Jesus. And uh, he started four of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America, and additionally was subbed in for five, but not selected for four. So not playing as much as I would have guessed, uh, Connor.
1: Yeah, he is getting more um, game time, though, with Arsenal, um, who he moved to after five uh, very successful years with Manchester City in England. Um, he's one of those players who, who seems to have been around for quite a while, but he's still just 25 years old. Um, has 56 caps and 18 goals for Brazil, so uh, pretty impressive numbers. Yeah, yeah. As you say, uh,
0: he seems like he's been around for a long time, but actually, the the uh, 2018 World Cup was his first tournament. Uh, his first cap was in 2016, uh, but actually, he didn't make the uh, Copa America Centenario that year because of visa issues. Uh, however, he was a starter in the 2018. Uh, uh world cup and uh, he didn't score any of their goals in that tournament but he had scored seven goals in qualifying uh for that tournament for the 2019 cope america he was just a sub uh for games one and two but gained a starting position after that and uh, uh 2021 20, Copa america was a starter uh but something of a rotating starter uh in that game he also got a red card which uh, limited uh his um uh, participation and he didn't score any goals in that tournament either so gabriel jesus uh, looks like he's a bit uh, uh a bit better for his club than he is for his national team but i'm sure uh, a lot of brazilians will be angry at the mere suggestion of that so we'll move on to gabriel barbosa who we consider a possible candidate he started uh uh, like Gabriel Jesus, four of their 13 games since the 2021 Copa America, he was subbed in for two and on the bench for one. Uh, but he wasn't selected for any
1: of the last four matches. Yeah, Barbos is a player um, who started in Brazil and then has returned. Um, he left Inter Milan in 2020 to uh, join Fl- uh, Flamengo. Um, he's 26 years old 18 caps and five goals uh so far in his career
0: yeah he had a five-year absence uh um uh, during his uh his time that was around the time of the 2018 world cup um but he he got his first cap in 2016 and was part of the copa america centenario there he was a substitute uh, a bit of a surprise uh, starter for that cup because he hadn't really played for Brazil before that. But then, as I said, a five-year absence, so missed the World Cup uh, in 2018 and the following Copa America. But uh, was back for the 2021 Copa America uh, as a substitute. But again, a bit of a rotating, uh, uh, a bit of a rotating starter. He started a couple of games there, and uh, it seems to be kind of the same thing. Uh, in the game since a bit of a rotating starter. He scored actually uh two of their 40 goals, uh, in qualifying and, um, uh, yeah. 18 caps and five goals in, in his, uh, six years with Brazil's not great. Is
1: it Connor? No, especially, um, you know, in a very competitive position, um, probably need to be doing a little bit better. Yeah.
0: All right, well, we have uh, Roberto Firmino, and I'm sure some listeners will be surprised uh, that he is seemingly off the squad, uh, but indeed, he hasn't appeared for the team since the uh, 2021 Copa America. Yeah,
1: interesting. Um, he, uh, of course, a Liverpool player. He's been with Liverpool for, for quite some time, since 2015, uh, moving over from Hoffenheim in Germany. Um, has 55 caps and 17 goals, um, so a decent return. Um, all those comments is twenty fourteen, um, and he's thirty years old, so certainly not aging out by any stretch.
0: Yeah, would I be wrong in saying that he's he's um, probably more famous as an enabler than as a scorer?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, he, Liverpool he's often been overshadowed by um, by Sane and uh, Salah, but his his value is certainly or sorry, Mane and Salah, but his his uh, value is certainly well-known and part of that front three. But, yeah, he doesn't always get the goals himself, um, but has kind of, I think, always been seen as a really important forward player. Yeah, amazingly
0: unselfish for a player at his level. Uh, he uh, got his first cap in 2014, wasn't part of the uh, 2014 World Cup, but was... Uh, for the 2015 Copa America, where he subbed into game one and then gained a starting position uh, after that, and uh, wasn't part of the 2016 uh, Copa America Centenario. Was on the preliminary squad there, but didn't make the final cut. So, uh, kind of on the outskirts of the team. Uh, even for the uh, 2018 uh, World Cup, where he was selected, but uh, just a substitute. Uh, in that tournament, it was only in the 2019 Copa America that he was fully a starter, uh, starting all six games there. But in the recent Copa America, uh was also just a substitute, um, uh, but he did start games four and five. Uh, however, he was subbed out at halftime in both cases, so um, obviously seems to be kind of struggling. Uh, almost, we could say, he always struggled to make the starting lineup. Uh, for Brazil in the tournaments
1: yeah maybe they're just looking for a slightly different type of player than than what he brings to the table at Liverpool yeah
0: and uh, finally we have a, a throwback to the past almost in in Hulk uh, are you familiar with him Connor
1: yeah kind of a,
0: a cult figure yeah <laughs> Well, the reason we have him on the list is because he returned after a more than five-year absence in September 2021, and he didn't start any of the 13 games, but he was subbed in for one uh, and on the bench for one, and then he disappeared again, as he kind of has throughout his career, kind of appearing on the squad, sometimes uh, becoming a big player for them and then uh, fading off or disappearing. Uh, quite, Quite comical, really, the way he's come in and out
1: yeah well he's 36 years old so it's certainly at the tail end of his career he is playing with um in brazil with atletico monero but he's well traveled he's played uh in japan um in portugal um really doing well actually for porto uh for zen at st petersburg and then also spell in china so he's he's been around the block
0: yeah, that's for sure. I'm now back in Brazil. Uh, well, I won't go through his tournament uh, in uh, in detail. I'll just say his peak years were the two thir- 2013 Confederation Cup uh, and the uh, World Cup in 2014 where he was a starter, uh, but he didn't score any goals uh, in either of those tournaments and uh, kind of uh, off the team and popped up his head in uh, 2016. Copa America Centenario that was his only other tournament Um, uh, but I have for some reason fond memories of Hulk I think cult figure uh, is a fun way to put it okay well let's finish with the uh, uh, position of forward so uh, we saw in the lineups that this can be a, a single center forward it can be a pairing or it can even be a three man forward line so we'll deal with the single center forward position first and uh, in the in the uh, Copa America that was richarlison twice Neymar twice and Barbosa once uh, all three of those players also appeared in World Cup qualifying uh, but Jesus and uh, matthias Cunha Cunha were in the role more often actually Cunha uh, coming in for three games in a row towards the end of World Cup qualifying, but uh, otherwise not seen. And then in the final friendlies, it tended to be Richarlison when they had the the one-man forward. Uh, It's basically the same characters when it's uh, a two-man forward line, a rotation of the same players, but we also see uh, Paqueta and Coutinho both making appearances as uh, one of a pair of forwards. And uh, generally, Barbosa tends towards the right uh, in a two-man forward line. And when it's a three-man forward line, uh, it could be forwards or attacking midfielders playing in the role. And when it is forward, it tends to be Neymar uh, on the left and Jesus uh, towards the right. But quite a bit of mixing and matching there, and I've just tried to simplify it as best I could. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the player-by-player uh, player section of the podcast. And now we move on to a discussion of the squads. But uh, I think it's time to talk about the shirts we're wearing, Connor.
1: Yeah, well, um, I don't have anything particularly impressive. Um in fact uh, just a gray shirt but you have a brazil shirt i see
0: i do it's it's one of the the few uh, uh team appropriate shirts i have most of the time i'm i'm kind of faking it just by doing the uh the right color of the team if i can but i think we should go back and call yours a referee's uniform to show how objective you are
1: that's right objective and neutral is what i was going for Great. Let's
0: like take a look at some of the notes and we'll actually return uh, to some of the things we said at the top of the podcast, which were outtakes from the, uh, or takeaways from the uh, previous podcast we did on Brazil. Uh, do you want to talk us through uh, the main titles?
1: Yeah. So the first topic um, was the question of whether Brazil is in a slump. What do you oh. say about that?
0: Yeah, well, by anyone else's standards, we uh, we wouldn't call Brazil's record uh, over the recent years a slump. In fact, most national teams would be delighted to have three quarter-final finishes and then a fourth-place finish as hosts. But by Brazil's standards, and uh, no World Cup title since 2002, and as I said, three quarter-final finishes and a uh, uh, fourth-place
1: finishes as hosts. Would you call that a slump? for brazil yeah i i agree um i mean you know they're often ranked you know if not first you know second or third in the world so they want to be reaching those you know i would say finals in, in most tournaments they play in so to not reach that and to get only as far as the quarterfinals um including as hosts, is really uh, or sorry it was fourth place hosts, so is really not up to their very high standards yeah uh, not so much in the Copa
0: America I mean they they won the title in 2019 uh, which uh, if there was talk of a slump that kind of ended uh, ended that but uh, yeah I do think Brazil is uh, very hungry for another World Cup and uh, they've kind of proven it in their play over the last little while. Um, I'll see if you agree with this but my sense is uh, more sober, attitude a more down to business attitude and a little less antics there there aren't a a lot of players uh when i say the word antics who come to mind but there is one yeah neymar absolutely (laughs) yeah so uh i don't know he's a bit older now i think we can maybe expect a few antics in the cup like uh taking dives and stuff like that um but on the whole i think uh, brazil has been really business like in this period i think you noted in the uh in the team podcast that even when they had assured qualification for the world cup here that they were they were still uh steamrolling everyone as if uh as if um th- you know they wanted to to keep going right to
1: the end yeah their um their record in qualification was really stunning um, it's such a difficult group like you said they really overran the competition um and i and i think they kind of have needed that approach i mean you know historically you know playing brazil didn't get much tougher than that but you know they've only won you know the last world cup coming in 2002 you know people haven't viewed brazil the same way with quite, quite the same fear and i think they need to uh just to to focus to work really hard to try and get back to the level um you know of a team that is that is the most successful on the world stage
0: yeah and i would say in recent uh, Copa americas and in uh, uh especially this qualifying campaign we've seen that so it'll be interesting to see if they are uh, uh if they are uh, the same way in the cup uh but i would say the biggest uh the 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 most outstanding issue for uh, brazil is the notable lack of issues Uh, Not much controversy, not much infighting. They are rotating positions, but I don't hear players kind of whining about how much starting time they have.
1: Do you have a sense uh, of that? No, I I think you're right. The business-like is is correct. Um, You know, they lost the final in the 2021 Copa America. That's really kind of the only glitch on their record. Um, They've just been so consistent, Um, you know, yeah, it almost
0: justifies the 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 use of the word awesome, Connor. Awesome,
1: yeah. often overused, I would say, <laughs> but uh, they
0: have been awesome. Um, well, let me tell you about the word awesome. I mean, they're like awe-inspiring. Uh, something that we say is awesome should be something that, like we are seeing God before us, God in action before us. It's a tremendous waterfall thundering down in front of you. It's a, a an amazing starry night sky. It's not getting 86% on a quiz. <laughs>
1: I, I I do agree with you.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry, I, I lost my head a little bit there. Uh, one of the other, again, these are not issues but notes, but uh, uh, we've alluded to it in the player-by-player player section that we're seeing uh, more of a kind of a rotation of a couple uh, or three players um, rather than set starters. Uh, and we can use goalkeepers as an example. In the 2019 and 2018 World Cup, we saw... Uh, one player starting all the games. Uh, in the 2019 uh, Cop- oh, sorry, 2021 Copa America and in the game since, we see more a position being shared uh, between two players. Did that strike you, Connor?
1: It, it does strike me as a bit unusual, but I, I think in the 2014 um, or 2018 World Cup, you might be able to correct me, the one where Neymar got, got injured, it kind of unsettled Brazil. As it did, as we talked about earlier, when Thiago Silva uh, got injured in twenty, or was suspended for the semifinals in twenty fourteen. So I think the fact they're rotating players in should, you know, ideally make them less susceptible if they lose a star or key member of the squad. So I think it's actually a a good thing that they are rotating.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting uh, observation. I mean, we saw it actually. Uh, we had difficulty. Uh, kind of putting players as definite candidates because uh, even some of the players who, who you would kind of intuitively think would be definite only played maybe seven or eight of their 13 games. So we have a lot of players at the likely level who are probably definite candidates. Uh, it's only, I think, uh, Marquinhos and Paqueta who, who had more than 10 of the 13 games as a starter. Uh, so that was kind of interesting as we went through the players. Uh, Okay, we'll just make a note on the formation uh, and consistency uh, and variety. Do you want to talk to that, Connor?
1: Yeah, so it's always four at the back, as we mentioned. Um, Oh, go ahead. No, you go, you go. I thought I took you by surprise. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, it's always four at the back. Um, the midfield and forward lines, though they alternate between really three formations. That's a four four two, a four three three, and a four two three one. So it's the number of midfielders um, and forwards varying. Um, yeah. yeah, and they kind of, especially the four four two and four two three one, they've kind of used basically equal numbers of time um, since the twenty twenty one Copa America.
0: Right, and a bit more than the four three three formation. Uh, the next, uh, the next kind of general point is uh, they, um, uh, and maybe this is a bit of a, a personal observation, but uh, I find that Brazil doesn't have a lot of big egos on the squad, uh, and sometimes I find this kind of undermining European squads uh, a little bit. But with the possible exception of Neymar, uh, most of the players seem seem fairly subdued and kind of quietly go about their business. Um, and I think this actually allows them to rotate players without the players getting upset about how many starts they're getting or, you know, insisting on being starters. So, as we saw, uh, Paqueta and Neymar um, uh, usually start and Neymar when he's healthy uh, because he missed a few games, but it was due to injury, and Marquinhos probably. Uh, but all of the other players um, seem to be satisfied enough with uh, playing half of the games or slightly more than half what do you think
1: i i think it shows that they're buying into the system um that the manager has set where you know you're on a on a big you know a country like brazil there's going to be good players around you and i think people have to um accept that accept their role within the team and and yeah if people can do that and put a team first mentality first and i think that makes uh brazil more dangerous than they are just by the the individual star players and star talent
0: that yeah. they have all right, and then one more point, which I was kind of excited to uh, introduce to you and our listeners to uh, to see what you thought of it. Uh, uh, Brazil seems to handle newer, uh, younger, hot candidates a bit a bit differently than other teams. Most teams would kind of insert them into the starting lineup right away, uh, not always for the better, by the way. But uh, with Brazil, it's so tough to make it into the squad that some of these uh some of these new and, and, uh, and players who are on fire. I'm thinking right now of uh, Newcastle's Humarez or Arsenal's uh, Martinelli or uh, Rafinho, who's been playing for uh, Leeds and Barcelona, um, you know, some of them last year were uh, very hot. Uh, all of them are off to a good start this season. And, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna get a start ahead of the established veterans. Uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, there are some players, um, some real veterans on Brazil that have been around for a while and are still playing well. So um, uh, in general, I, I, I certainly agree with your point that, you know, there's a lot of younger players knocking at the door, but I think Brazil has been kind of wise with how they've introduced them. They've gone for a bit more stability, trying to give some players chances, but it's not kind of always being distracted by, you know, the newest, shiniest, player and trying to find room for them so um i think it's i mean it's always hard to to crack crack into brazil's squad um but i think they're kind of trying to to fold players in as opposed to to rush them in and i think that's again they're probably better for it yeah nicely put at the end
0: there yeah so i think we'll see uh we'll see these players uh, coming in as substitutes, uh, maybe getting starts because of an injury or getting starts in B team games, uh, but I think perhaps some some uh, kind of new soccer fans will be like, well, you know, wow, this guy is uh, tremendous for his club team. Why am I not seeing him starting? It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and you know, they 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 will still rely on players that are based in Brazil, which is important too. Um, it's not only European players who uh, who are making the squad, right? Well, that's a nice transition into the
0: uh, into the next section. And do you want to uh, talk about their club affiliations,
1: or shall I do? Yeah, I'll talk about the club affiliations, and if you have anything to add, certainly go ahead. Um, with Brazil, like like some of the top teams, it's really just a who's who's of big clubs. Um, Brazil has players playing in a lot of different leagues, um, but all on top clubs. So you have. Real Madrid and Barcelona, you have PSG, uh, Juventus. Um, in England, you have, you know, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man, Manchester United, Man City, Arsenal, Tottenham. Um, so really kind of in all the big clubs, they, they you know, Brazilian players are there. Um, but they also have um, some players from the Brazilian domestically, which is quite strong, of course. Um, not always um, kind of the, the biggest name players, um, but I think it's it's good for Brazil that those players still get a chance and they don't necessarily need to move to Europe to feel that they they need an opportunity yeah
0: I think the Brazilian attitude is not so much that the you know the best teams are in Europe uh, more more that the money uh, is in Europe so if those players can go and and uh, uh, play in Europe during their prime they'll kind of maximize uh, their uh, potential uh uh, as money earners, and then we've seen a few of them kind of move back to Brazil uh, in their in their retiring years. And uh, of course, all of them coming from those teams uh, in the first place and maybe spending the first couple of years uh, uh, with the Brazilian clubs to, to um, develop their reputation. So kind of an interesting model, but a model that most of the players uh,
1: seem to choose, hey? yeah i agree that that starting in brazil with a youth club going to europe and then coming back in brazil is, is kind of a well-trodden path for many brazilian internationals yeah
0: one player came back to uh, mexico which kind of baffled me a little bit but um let's move on to our next section and uh this deals uh with age experience and a couple of statistics i've been working on so uh, one of the things i uh, examine is uh, how many players are kind of on the board for them. And that really is uh, players who have played uh, since 2021. So we see, uh, and and the best way to understand these statistics is by comparison with other teams. So uh, we see that there are a few teams, especially the CONCACAF teams, uh, I gotta say, USA, Mexico, and Costa Rica, but also Ecuador, that are dealing with a a huge number of players, uh, more than 60 players, uh, who have played for them over the last couple of years. And it looks like those teams uh, would have a bit of a selection uh, difficulty in having to reduce it to 26. But uh, Brazil is a very reasonable number of players, 46 players, uh, and the average is about 50. So, uh, yeah, it seems like they don't, uh, as you said, shiny new players. They don't kind of bring on every shiny new player uh Brazil, which would be hundreds of players, frankly, uh, and kind of try them out in the squad. Uh, rather, they seem to to use the the club process as a bit of a selection, and they really have to do well for their club uh, to even get a to even get a sniff at the Brazilian club. Is that how you
1: would interpret the low number of total
0: candidates?
1: Yeah, I think is exactly what you said. It's a really high bar to get into the squad, and um you know once once you're there and you've proven yourself for the brazilian team i mean then you have a have a chance of getting more of a run in the team yeah uh okay and then the other two statistics uh, as
0: far as brazil goes are not very significant uh we have uh total players under consideration we say so we say the uh definite likely and possible candidates and uh, the average there is 33 and brazil is at 34 so um, I don't think there's any anything we can really draw out of that, unless you have something to say, Connor. Nope, uh, yeah, bang average for Brazil. Yeah, and the same with the next one, so definite and likely categories, the average is 21. Uh, Brazil is a little bit higher at 23, so we can pretty much be sure that most of the definite and likely players uh, are gonna make the squad. That would only leave three spots for uh for the possible players that we talked about um what do you think
1: yeah i mean there may be a couple surprises and and of course injuries can and you know will play a role um but yeah i I think they've uh haven't experimented too too much um which gives a pretty good core of players that that we think they'll be selecting from
0: yeah, I think it's a strength in their case that uh, uh, that it's a very solid group of players that's uh, not going to change much uh, in the lead up to the cup. So maybe a couple of players introduced in in the late September games, but I don't expect to see more than a couple. Uh, you may be interested in the average age, Connor. They are average age is twenty seven point six. Uh, the average is. Uh, well, 25 to, to 27, but actually in this World Cup, it's a bit higher than normal. 26.8 uh, seems to be the average. And um, and Brazil is, I believe, the oldest squad here. Uh, no, Iran is 27.7, so Brazil, the second oldest
1: squad. Anything to say about that? Um, yeah, I guess going through the players, not surprised we're on the older end, because we have seen a couple of veterans Um, you know, that have been around for a while, still anchoring the squad, you know, Tiago Silva, most notably. So, um, again, in Brazil's case, we know they have young players that they can call on. Um, I think it's an experienced squad and I don't see the, the, slightly higher average age really working against them at all yeah uh actually i see here
0: that like danny alves is 39 and uh thiago Silva is 38 so even those two numbers in themselves may raise the average i think actually in terms of players over 30 years old and um, there are teams that have quite a few more than them and uh, the players that brazil has uh, that are over 30 years old are usually 30 31 or 32 so uh, certainly not a worry and Brazil has the talent that, uh, it's uh, you know a team like Costa Rica is maybe relying on the older players because they can't find other players to replace them but for Brazil if you're on the team at 38 uh, it means you're still performing really well at 38 Okay, well the average number of caps, uh, well, given that they have so many veterans, we would expect this to be uh, uh, on the high level. And um, uh, it is uh, 31.1 and the average is 29. So actually not as much as I would have thought, but uh, they do have quite a few younger players balancing uh, uh, that and again, it's hard to kind of make it onto the squad. I think I'll just jump forward uh, to total goals 186. And I got a new stat here that I've been working on, Connor. And it is uh, goals per cap. Um, goals per cap. And just to put it in context, the average is uh, 13. Oh, sorry, I'll make this a percent. The average is 13.7%. Uh, but Brazil is the highest. Uh, among all teams at 17.6%. So that's just an incredible scoring ratio. Uh, For comparison, we have uh, Germany at about the same level. Uh, Germany and Argentina are uh, 17.5%. And uh, uh, the next closest is France at 16.8%. So uh, even 1% makes a big difference. A very high scoring team
1: yeah and goals from uh, kind of lots
0: of different players as well yeah yeah we usually kind of look at the uh percentages of players we'll take a quick look at that here but uh, i don't really want to dwell on it too much but we have um um of course neymar with that 66 goals in uh 121 oh sorry 75 goals 75 goals in 121 games uh, I have here, but we had 66 in the player by player. So, uh, maybe I got to check that out, but yeah, I don't think we need to make much of a case that, uh, Brazil has scoring power.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's move on and actually in terms of players and issues to watch, I said above that, um, you know, one of the most notable things is the lack of notable issues and you'll see that here. Uh, We could say for every position something like this. uh, For goalkeeper, is it going to be Alisson or Ederson? But I'll make short work of that by saying that for almost every position, they've been rotating players. Uh, So we might have one player, in this case, Alisson seems uh, slightly more likely than Edison. But what's really true is that they'll probably rotate in the cup, maybe even... Uh, the third string keeper getting a game and rather than going through that choice for all the uh, positions I think we're going to find that uh, there's a couple of candidates for each position yeah Uh, so we'll uh, move on to the midfield and uh, we've already talked about this point this is not necessarily a midfield thing but since most of the hot new players are midfielders uh, I'm going to say look for those hot new players not as starters but as coming in as substitutes do you agree
1: yeah i think so um yeah i think that's kind of how brazil gives opportunities to players to crack into the squad but i think especially for the world cup where there's not really about experimentation you'll kind of see some of the players who got them there and especially through such a such an impressive qualification campaign yeah Uh, They may come in for a B team
0: game also, or uh, to replace an injured player, but I wouldn't expect to see the hot names as starters. And finally, on the uh, on the attack, are we going to see Neymar's antics uh, in this World Cup, Conor?
1: I hope he's matured a little bit. Um, You know, certainly he's he's dominated for some for some wrong reasons in previous tournaments. Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit in his personality. Um, you know, some of the diving and, and stirring up trouble. I'm, I'm not sure he's fully beyond that. Um, but um, yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll have a, several of his own headlines, um, as he always seems to.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. I have in my notes here, likely to infuriate and amaze in this cup. Okay, let's look at some of the new players. Uh, do you want to introduce the, the names? And I'll just add a little bit, but we won't go through the whole, uh, the whole bio here uh, because we did talk about them in the player by player. Uh, but we basically uh, are kind of proving how tough it is to get onto the squad. We just have two definite candidates, uh, one likely candidate, and then a host of possible candidates. Uh, Sorry, I'm saying candidates, I should be saying uh,
1: newcomers. Yeah, so the two definites we have are, are Anthony, or Anthony with Man United and Rafinha.
0: Yeah, and as I say, we won't go into detail unless something needs to be said.
1: Uh, how about the likely? Likely we have one, and that's Mateus Cunha, the Atletico Madrid uh, forward right and all the rest
0: of them are just at the possible level
1: yeah so two goalkeepers everson and santos right and we don't really
0: expect uh, uh, these ones
1: to make the squad uh, especially the goalkeepers yeah um center-backed we have lucas verissimo and uh, gabriel who plays with arsenal Uh, That's right. And as we say, probably just three of these
0: possible candidates or so uh, will make the squad. So I would say the odds uh, are kind of against them, although uh, a a few of them will. Yeah.
1: Um, Alex Tellez and uh, Guillaume Arana are both left defensemen. Yeah. And uh, Alex Tellez is actually
0: 29 years old. But if he makes the squad, this would be his first tournament. Uh,
1: That's why we have him here. Yeah, a couple central midfielders in Gerson and Bruno Guimaraes, the Newcastle player. Uh Uh-huh. Again. um, Well, no, you keep going. And then two young attacking players, both 21, uh, Gabriel Martinelli and Rodrigo, uh, Real Madrid. Right. Okay. So we probably won't see all
0: of those players and probably will see a couple of them and uh, let's move on to injuries. Um, Right now they only have just the one and that's to uh, Guilherme uh, Arama, who is just a possible candidate. So Brazil, uh, so far so good as far as injuries go. Uh, He was injured in mid-September and um, he has an unknown uh, return date on a cruciate ligament injury. Uh, I'm no doctor, but I do think that's a bit of, or can be a long-term injury. Do you have any insight?
1: Yeah, certainly can be. That's uh, that's one of those injuries that does take a while to come back from. Yeah.
0: Well, as a possible candidate, uh, it wouldn't be a huge loss for Brazil, and they certainly have uh, enough players to cover that. Uh, Let's go through the notable absences. And... um, Again, we, we could mention countless Brazilian players who are strong for their club teams, uh, and some of those never even get a sniff at the national team. So the first candidate we have here, Douglas Luiz, is a bit of a representative example, uh, played a few games for the Cup, uh, and uh, you know one of the few actually who did get a tryout with the national team, but it was kind of brief. Uh, They tried him out, and he doesn't seem to have made it. Um, That would be the story of a lot of uh, Brazilian players. So we'll begin with Douglas Luiz, but uh, 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 most of these are basically players retiring. Uh, Do you want to take us through them?
1: Yeah, uh, Willian is certainly in that camp.
0: Um, Yeah, he was uh, part of the 2019 Copa America, but that was his last
1: tournament, so he's been off the team for a while. Yeah, two attacking players who are not retired, um, Everton and Roberto Firmino. Yeah, Everton with
0: a bit of a sudden exit from the team because uh, did really well in the 2019 Copa America and uh, was a kind of a rotating starter in 2021, um, uh, So, but is rather suddenly uh, off the team. And uh, Robert Firmino, again, will be a surprise to some, but that's the quality of player that to leave off the squad. Okay. Yeah, we should probably put him in the same category as... Everton and uh, Firmino, so not kind of gone for good, but uh, was a starter in the 2021 Copa America and then kind of um, uh, kind of suddenly off the squad. Uh, so a possibility of, of coming back, but um, uh, kind of abruptly off the squad after looking like he was making inroads.
1: Yeah, Casio Ramos, in, uh, goalkeeper is the next name. Yeah, he was a backup goalkeeper for the 2018, probably the third
0: string keeper for the 2018 World Cup and the 2019 Copa America. But uh, those were his only two tournaments and uh, now uh, haven't hasn't been heard of since the 2019 Copa America. Uh, the rest are actually players. Uh, we do have some listeners who kind of follow the team uh, from World Cup to World Cup so we're going to mention a couple of the bigger names who were on the world cup squad in 2018 uh, but sometime between then and now uh, have retired or drifted off the squad
1: yeah that includes uh, Joao miranda who we talked about um marcelo the former real madrid fullback um, and paulinho
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, some pretty big names, but again, Brazil has no problem replacing those names. Uh, okay, well, let's finish with uh, um, a prediction of starters. It might work a bit differently for Brazil since we've been talking about uh, rotating players quite a bit. So I'm going to use yellow for players who we think will start some of the games uh, kind of in a rotating uh, situation. So uh, let's go. Do you think manager Chite is going to be there, Connor?
1: Well, he's been around for six years, so we don't expect a, a change at this point. All right. Well, we'll put him
0: as a starter. Uh, do you have an opinion? Okay, I'll maybe mention uh, the definite and likely candidates and let you offer an opinion. So we have uh, Alison or Alison Becker as a definite candidate and uh, Weverton and Ederson as the likely candidates, do you see a starter there?
1: I mean, I think Alison, you mentioned, started about three-fifths of the game, so we could see rotation, but I think Alison is gonna be the, the starter, at least in game one. Okay,
0: we'll go with that. I think it's gonna be a, a rotation, but as you say, we usually nominate the game one starter as the starter, uh, but really, I think it'll be a rotation with Alison uh, and Ederson. Um, uh, okay let's move on to defenders
1: um well, uh, oh sorry
0: shall i name them and then you offer an opinion we have marquinhos as a definite and as likely Eta militao and uh tiago silva
1: yeah uh, marquinhos has been kind of as close to ever present as brazil has had in its squad since 2021 so i think marquinhos will start and i do see him partnering uh tiago silva who's still uh still playing regularly and and, uh, and well for his uh, club team. Yeah, I'll go along with that.
0: Uh, I think again, it will be a bit of a rotation among the three, but Marquinhos and Thiago Silva do seem to be the two top dogs there. And um, uh, again, we're talking about two positions here. They'll probably bring, I would say, about five players. Um, uh, and So we may see a bit of rotation uh, in that position. For left-backs, we have uh, only Alessandro as a likely candidate, uh, which means they'll probably bring um, Alex Tellez as a possible, and Guillaume Arana is uh, injured. What do you think uh, will go on there?
1: Yeah, I think we'll see Tellez probably come with the squad, but I, I think Alexandro uh, will be the starter. He seems to be um, the most likely um, and kind of the one to have nailed down that position the most.
0: Yeah, uh, given the candidates that we have here, I'd have to agree. We actually haven't seen uh, any, say, central defenders uh, move over uh, into that position, although um, uh, to me, Alexandro hasn't played enough, quite enough for me to be confident uh, he's a starter, but we'll have to see. Uh, For right back, though, we do have more kind of... um, uh players who have started a bit more i think danilo and daniel uh danny alves are slightly candidates emerson royal as a possible
1: yeah good competition here but i think danilo is is the one i would give the nod to
0: okay um i actually wouldn't be surprised even though they haven't done it yet i wouldn't be surprised to see one of these players actually move over to the left <laughs> Uh, Defensive and central midfielders, for definite, we have Casemiro and Fred, and for likely, uh, we have Fabinho, and uh, they'll probably bring more than three. Uh, What do you think?
1: Yeah, the player I'm most confident for starting is Casemiro. Yeah. Um, Yeah, do you consider, looking at Fred or Fabinho, do you consider one of them more likely or even for Casemiro to have a partner?
0: Yeah, uh, again, yeah, you just brought up the issue. I was going to say that the formation changes there in the midfield, so sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two. When it's two, it's Fred, uh, but when it's one, it's usually Fred playing as a left midfielder, so I would say Fred ahead of Fabinho. Okay, I'm uh, I'm satisfied to put Fred as a starter. All right, well, we haven't used our yellow yet, but (laughs) actually I do think there'll be more rotation than... Uh, we've made out here uh are you uh, uh, we have um lucas Paquette. he's a definite candidate here uh, and we put him as a versatile midfielder even though he's nominally a an attacking midfielder uh, i'll just say do you see him as a starter
1: i do um and some people may be surprised by that especially those not you know haven't followed his career but um they always seem to find room for him as you mentioned he's kind of played Extremely consistently, so I think Lucas Paqueta will uh, continue to start for Brazil. I think so too. Not ne- not necessarily sure where he'll
0: start, but he uh, over the past uh, uh, period since the uh, World Cup has played has started more games than anyone on the squad. So I think we have to put him as a starter uh for right midfielders they don't use the position that much but they use uh, left wingers and left attacking midfielders more so we'll kind of look at the attacking end of the squad with the left wingers and the forwards and we have uh vinicius jr as a definite candidate richarlison as likely and then uh the young and and uh, uh kind of uh, well hot i don't mean that in, in a uh Uh, sexual sense I mean it as uh, in good form uh, Gabriel Martinelli but only as a possible candidate here Uh, do you see any
1: starters there Uh, yeah not really I I think it will be one of Vinicius Junior or Richarlison but I'm not I'm not sure who Um, I'm not sure how often they play together um, but yeah I'm not confident to call a starter there yeah, what me neither. Um, I think of the two, Vinicius Jr.
0: probably the more likely. But uh, um, again, I, I think it'll be a bit of a rotation where both of them get some starts. And I think uh, Martinelli, Gabriel Martinelli, yep, will probably come in as a substitute. Um, okay, uh, for right ringers, we have Anthony and Rafinha as definite candidates and Rodrigo as
1: possible. Again, I think we'll probably see rotation there as well. Um, It's interesting that that position has kind of younger players and players who aren't as well established with the squad. It's the first tournament for all of them. Um, So there's a bit of kind of competition there. Um, So yeah, again, I, I think probably Anthony and Rafinha the most likely, but not confident.
0: Yeah, we did see a lot of uh, players rotating into that position in the Gold Cup and the first half of World Cup qualifying. And then these two players kind of seem to nail it down a little bit more towards the end. But I agree with you. Uh, right now, it looks like it would be one of the two players, but it would be difficult to say which one. And we we, you know, kind of know that Brazil seems to be going with the rotation system Um Okay, we have Philip Coutinho as a likely attacking midfielder, but do you see him as a starter?
1: Uh, I don't. I, I think that position is more likely to be filled by Paqueta or, or possibly some of the other attacking players. Yeah, me too. Uh,
0: among the forwards, we have Neymar as definite, Mateus Cunha and Gabriel Jesus
1: as likely. I think it's interesting that uh, Gabriel Jesus wasn't taken for the last four matches, so that means I, I don't think he'll be a striker, though if there is um, two up front, then then he's a good shout for it. But, um, you know, Neymar is a, is a definite starter, um, and I wouldn't be confident enough about anyone else.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm a bit surprised that uh, Gabriel Jesus has started as little as he has, and as you said, uh, kind of not... Uh, not even called up for the last few games there i'm sure he will be uh called up to the brazil squad but um again any other team in the world would have him as a starter but uh um, not necessarily brazil so um uh, again I, I, maybe i'll put him in yellow because i think
1: he'll start a few games do you think i i think it's possible and i think he is probably the most one of the more likely candidates if they decide to go with two up top he could be um, the person, you know, who will partner Neymar um, at the top of the field. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: that uh, brings us to the end of the, oh, um, that brings us to the end of this uh, media cast. So keep in mind, we'll be doing an update as new information comes out. And that will probably be in early to mid-November when the teams have published their final
1: squad lists Yeah, and meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. Uh, And our website, uh, soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And check uh, our show notes for links to our website and previous podcast series. Okay, and we hope we will see you next time. Uh, Bye-bye for now.